Welcome to Metal Injections, the Squared Circle Pit. Today's special guest, JB from Code Orange. And now, here is your host, Robert Hasbunny. It's the last Squared Circle Pit of 2016. I can't believe how quickly this year has gone by. Thank you, as always, for tuning into my podcast and letting me be silly and talk about pro wrestling with musicians that I enjoy. I have a, a lot of fun ideas for Squared Circle Pit in 2017. Hopefully get some more wrestlers on the show to talk a little bit of heavy metal. Uh, but, you know, we'll see how that turns out. For now, I have a great guest. I have Jamie from a great new hardcore band called Code Orange. And I was a little uh, surprised, uh, taken aback actually, at how knowledgeable Jamie was about pro wrestling. I thought this was just going to be a WWE convo, but we get into it about New Japan, a little bit about MMA, a little bit of the old school stuff and how Jamie got into it. So it's, it's going to be a fun convo. Let's jump right in. Now entering the squared circle pit, we have Jamie from Code Orange, one of my favorite up and coming new bands. I just got an advanced listen of your new album, Forever. And man, I'm so excited for people to hear it. It comes out January 13th on Roadrunner Records. But we're not here to talk about your new record. We're here to talk about pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there now, we ja go. Now, Jamie, how long have you been watching pro wrestling? Pretty much my whole life. Um, the first... Trying to remember the all I rem the the first WWE event I ever went to was John Cena's debut on SmackDown in Chicago. Wow! Uh, I I think in like 2002. I'm pretty young. I'm 23, so I've probably been going since I was like. I'm trying to I'm trying to think. Um, it's been a long time. Probably I don't know, 15 years now, something like that. Though I got I've been watching for a long time. Yeah. So who's your favorite wrestler? Do you have any favorites? Right now, my favorite guys this year are probably Kenny Omega. Um, AJ's doing really good. Um, Nakamura, obviously. But I still love John Cena. Uh, I, I, love, I love the whole thing, man. There's, there's a lot of guys that really like it. It kind of depends on the, the week, the month, the year. Probably Stone Cold's my favorite of all time. Uh, all right. All yeah. good answers. All good answers. I like that you mentioned uh, Kenny Omega. So I'm taking you watch yeah. New Japan as well. Yeah, yeah, I do. I try to watch it as much as possible. I only started watching it in the past couple of years, probably like the past three years. But uh, I have we I have a couple friends here who are like straight up OG like wrestling. They know everything, and they've been they've been going to like I mean they were they were going into freaking gym shows in Pittsburgh to like see CM Punk is coming up, Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe. And, all those guys who are coming up now, Austin Aries, and so they've been watching for a really long right. time. So they kind of turned me on to New Japan, maybe maybe like four years ago. I so, see. Yeah. I see. Yeah, I love New Japan. Uh, I, I wish more people here in the states knew about it because it seems so much more. Uh, I you know I'm hesitant to use the words le legit, but it seems like more of a like they treat it more like a sport. Yeah, it's definitely presented more sports sports like for sure i like that aspect of it a lot and the matches are oftentimes a lot better there has been some great matches in wwe though in the past couple years but the stories just make more sense they're more concise they're kind of point a to point b all the booking is lo very logical 
So yeah. you can kind of follow along with it. Like if someone gets a win here, it matters a lot, and it means they're going to get, you know, on um, they're going to get this championship opportunity or this NASA. I, it makes more sense for sure. That's a great point, uh, and it's funny because most of you know, for people who don't watch New Japan, I feel a big barrier is that the commentary is only in Japanese, and people feel like they wouldn't be able to follow along with the story. But uh, the stories, like you said, are pretty simple in that they're it's it's very sports like. Like this person beat this person, so now they want revenge or something like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, you kind of also get a feel for the commentary after a while, but um, and a lot of times it's even better than the English commentary. I feel, but yeah, their um, their enthusiasm is infectious sometimes. Oh yeah, one hundred, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Especially when they're yelling about brainbusters. That's the that's the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love I love all that. In the past couple of years, it's become because I've gone back and watched a lot of the old stuff. It's become a lot more Americanized, especially with like Bullet Club and all that stuff. Yeah. So I mean, it depends. There's, there's aspects to that that I that I really like. Um, but you know, I think right now overall, it's just like a great time for wrestling in terms of the wrestlers. You know what I mean? The, yeah. the work is so great in terms of stories and stuff. It's I don't know. It's pretty weak. I feel not New Japan, but. Everything else for is sure, yeah. really hard to follow. Yeah, it's like it's so it becomes so boring at a certain point, you know. But um, there's so many there's so many great guys now. It's it's insane. Yeah, and like like you were saying, you know, the American influence is, is seeping into New Japan. I feel the opposite is true as well. Like Japanese influence is kind of seeping into WWE. Obviously, with Nakamura coming in and all these guys from New Japan that they're bringing in, and also like a, a more aggressive style. I feel like. The wrestling itself in WWE is the best it's ever been. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I just I do think they they boil some guys down to they 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 do really ruin some guys. Like they have that guy. What's his name? His name now is Andrade Cien Almas. I think yes. he's an NXT. And he's just like a total nobody, and he was like the biggest star in Mexico, and he's La Sombra, and he had and he was under a mask. And had so much connection to that audience, and some of those matches are so great. And now he's just this guy in like a top hat, and there's yeah. nothing special about him, even in the matches. So well, they're well, changing something say, about the guy's style. Uh, with Lasabra, uh, with Andrade uh, Cien, though, he did just turn heel, and, and it's his personality is coming out a little more. But I get what you're saying. I think a lot of that has to do with how they want everybody to slow down and instead of having these super athletic showcase matches they want the wrestlers to kind of focus on two or three big moves sprinkled out throughout the match so that you know they don't kill themselves because the schedule in wwe is, yeah. is nuts no i no i agree but even it's like some of these guys it's not even like it depends like their style isn't even that kill yourself like young bucks freaking ricochet all like style it's right. more but there's just something lost about the connection. I don't know. I'd like to see it with him. I mean, I'd like to see it with him in the actual matches. He's had matches with good guys, and they've just been nothing matches. I mean, yeah. I was at that. Who did he? he I think it might have been Bobby Roode or somebody at that that Brooklyn one. I went. I was at that, and yes. it was just whatever. It was like nobody cares. Like right. literally nobody cares about him. So it's it's weird. But the other thing that I think is awesome now is 
is the idea that a lot of these guys don't feel like they have to go to WWE yeah, like, at all, like the Young Bucks and Zack Saber and like all, and, and that's really really cool. That hasn't existed in the past. So everybody's been trying to get their like rat race, you know. I feel yeah. I feel this is the strong. I've said this before on the show, but it's the strongest the wrestling industry has been since WCW and ECW went out of business because there are options. And uh, like yeah. with the Young Bucks, I feel, I feel it's in their best interest not to go to WWE. I feel like WWE wouldn't know what to do with them. They would just treat them like jobbers or throw them in the cruiserweight division. They're able, like, by having the creative control, like they're able to keep themselves over at the rate that they are right now. That they wouldn't be if they were in WWE. Yeah, no, I, no, I completely agree. Those. Those dudes are awesome. I've even got the chance to, like, talk to those guys a little bit. And they have, like, a weird connection to, like, hardcore. And and they kind of have that hardcore spirit. Like, they're friends with some of the guys in Terror. And they, like, I think because of that PWG thing, they've met, like, some of the, a lot of the California, like, hardcore guys. And they have, like, a very similar mentality. And I think that that's really, really cool. And they're just totally self-made. They're probably my they're two of my favorites for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, there, there's so many, there's so many great right. guys. You, can, you, can, you mentioned Ricochet before. Crazy. He's one of my favorites. Yeah. You can't, you can't just pick one. Yeah. But that's interesting that you mentioned awesome. the, the, the DIY aspect. It's definitely a crossover with, with metal hardcore and, and with, with pro wrestling. And I think that's young bucks are, are, are the biggest evidence of that for sure. No, I agree. And there are some like guys who are into hardcore who are in wrestling. There's that guy uh, I just saw him wrestle. His name's Tommy N. Yeah, he I know likes like some metal and stuff. And then you see like Seth Rollins and guys like that who kind of like a certain side of the metal stuff. Sure, they, they like, like some metal. Or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like the like the straight like wolf tour style. So that's pretty cool. I mean, CM's down with Madball, so that's cool as well. So. I mean, there's been some. There, there, there's a little bit of crossover there. I kind of, I kind of like that. I think yeah, that's cool. it I think it's sense. great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, are there other dudes in bands that you kind of talk about wrestling with? Who, who do you like, bro? Down. Yeah, there's, there's a couple. There's, it kind of depends. Because from, I don't know. I've been watching. I've been watching this shit for a long time, and there's just like a. There's a lot of dudes in bands who are down. It's kind of one of those things, though, that it almost became like a trend within hardcore. And anytime something like that happens, I'm automatically like shut off to it. You're over I'm like it. a prick. So <laughs> yeah. So but at the same time, so sometimes I'll kind of just even not get so deep into into it. But there's a lot of guys that really like it that I like to go with. Uh, we I, I go with I've, most of the time I just go with my couple friends from here, but. There's, there's a lot of guys into it now, for sure. Uh, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, a lot of people really like it now. I just saw my friend at that show. There's a hardcore band called Incendiary, and I didn't even know they were going, and I turned around, and they're my good friends, and they're just, like, right behind me and at that show in New York. You were there, too. Oh, yeah, that, yeah, uh, the NXT house show. show. Yeah, at the, at the theater at the yeah. Mass Square. That was a really fun house show. I had a lot of fun. I had more fun than watching Raw at that show. That was a good time. Yeah, no, it was, that was awesome. That was fun. I went up there with like the Roadrunner guys and uh, that, that was awesome, man. That It was a good time. I mean, I don't know. It's a, the wrestling stuff, it's sometimes, sometimes I get a little bit tired of like the, the WWE stuff, but I'm always 
having fun, like going to indie shows, even going to the local indies that we have up here. I have like friends who wrestle for them, and there's a there's an indie up here called IWC. It's like a so I go to that a lot. And where where where, know, like where are you thing. based? What area? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, so okay, yeah, yeah. It's like thirty. There's like one in Elizabeth, which is like forty minutes away that we drive out to, uh, and. They have, like, good shows. The best show I've been to in a while was I went to a show in, I think it, was, it wasn't in Brooklyn. It was in, like, New York the weekend of SummerSlam, and it had, like, uh, it had, like, a, a ton of guys. Like, oh, is uh, it Evolve? Matt Riddle versus Yeah, Tom, yeah Evolve. What was it? Can you say that again? Evolve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was Matt Riddle versus Tommy End. That was one of the best matches I've seen in, like, forever. So they kind of did the MMA style. Mm -hmm. I'm real big into the MMA stuff, so it was fun. They're yeah, awesome at it. Matt Riddle is definitely an up-and-comer. I, I, I recommend definitely getting into Evolve. They do shows once once every month or two here in New York, and I've been going to those. And they have been really, really good. And yeah. they get really good wrestlers, too. Because, like you mentioned, Matt Riddle, Tommy Ed was there. Ricochet comes in regularly. Chris Hero. So it's 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 like the yeah, PWG no, Chris of these. Hero, Chris Hero's a man. Yeah. Continue. Sorry, my bad. Oh, I was gonna say. Yeah. I was just Dude, said. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Chris Hero. He might be going to WWE, and I'm really uh, happy for him because he's been. He can have a great match with any type of wrestler. He can have a great heavyweight match or a great match with like a cruiserweight type of guy. It's really fun. Yeah, man. He's he's he's. He's badass. He's one of my favorites too. Um, Matt Riddle is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, I, I those guys are awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's cool that he's on the WWE. We'll see. He's killing it where he's at though. So I'm not one of these dudes who's like so happy when everyone's going to WWE because you see what happens to a lot of them. And like, there's always your. I mean, AJ Styles was going to do it no matter what, and he's a, he was a big star. And that's different than when you send some of these other guys there and they just kind of become nobodies. You know what I mean? So, I mean, it, it depends. I mean, like some of the guys, they, like they got Sami Zayn in WWE, and he's a big star, but he's not doing as nearly stuff I want to see as much as he was doing before WWE. So I hear what it, you're saying, but – Yeah, I hear what you're saying, but at the, on the other end of it, it's just, you know, from a financial standpoint, the money is probably significantly better, even if they're not necessarily – working at the top of their their game like you're saying like with Sammy oh, yeah. Zayn certainly he's a little more constricted but he's definitely making at least 10 times more money <laughs> beautiful I mean they should make the cash 100 percent I mean yeah, I got yeah. nothing against that right but I'm right, not right. just like sitting there on the internet like oh man I hope everybody goes to WWE because dude Kenny Omega can't do Kenny Omega in WWE he just can't he can't I say agree. fuck he can't do anything he can't just like cut those off the top of the head promos that are so damn good. Like, you can't, they can't, a lot of them can't do what, what they're doing. The Young Bucks can't even really do the Young Bucks in WWE. I they agree, could, I agree. I don't, it's like, I don't think they should go. I don't. I think they would be no. absolutely neutered. And even, like, I feel uh, uh, on your point, uh, Nakamura is an example, too, because I love Nakamura. Nakamura is my favorite, yeah. one of my favorite, you know, for sure. And I was just yeah. thinking about it. You know, he's been in WWE since April. He's only really had, like, two awesome matches. Like, I want – I, the only way it could, it could be saved He's saving me, it, man. He's old, man. Oh, yeah, he's no, saving for it sure. But, like, I want him – I need him on Raw or SmackDown, like, right away. I want to watch Nakamura have great matches every week. Like, put him in the main event with Kevin Owens every yeah. week. That's fine with me. But the thing is, he won't because nobody can. And he's an old, he's an old guy. He's, this is what will happen. 
I'm telling you. And I feel, this I is feel, your prediction. It's Let's the same it. way you're kind of seeing with Tanahashi in New Japan and some of these guys. Like they got to pick their spots. They're still the best guys ever. Mm-hmm. But it's like it, when you see freaking Nakamura versus John Cena at like whatever. Yeah, that's going to be one of the greatest matches of all time. But you're when you see, you know, there's a lot of dream matches that they do every single week now. And it's just, they, it ain't, it's not the guy's fault. It's just the situation, like the finish is so weak and it just, it depends, you know, and they kind of overdo all of these matches. So I agree. I would like to see him, like, I'd like to see him. You could do Nakamura Edge. You could do Nakamura Roman Reigns. You could do Nakamura John Cena. Those would all be awesome. But yeah. it's, those are going to be awesome. And the rat, he's, it just depends how they book him. If they book him the way that they always book these guys, then it's going to be terrible. So right. we'll see. Yeah, that that we'll have to stay tuned for. Uh, now, you mentioned John Cena that you're a fan of John Cena, and you're also, yeah. uh, you know, a generation younger than me. And yeah. my and you know, John Cena for the most part, for the last better part of the last ten years, has been booed. But I'm guessing you weren't on the boot on the hate train for John Cena. It depends. Sometimes I use. Sometimes I flip them off. I don't care. Sometimes I sometimes <laughs> I clap. Sometimes I flip them off. It depends on what situation he's in. But it doesn't that doesn't mean he's not one of the greatest ever. I mean, he's not one of the greatest wrestlers ever, but he's one of the greatest personalities ever, and he's one of the biggest superstars ever. And when it comes to that big match, he always knows how to put on that big match. But so I love John Cena, but sometimes I hate. I've hated John Cena. I'm kind of over that. You got to get over with John Cena. I'm over it with Roman Reigns too. I'm down with Roman Reigns. Like, uh, I'm absolutely down. I was good. never not down with him. I, I feel like the backlash was unfair. It was just because, you know, they wanted Daniel Bryan to win that Royal Rumble. And just since yeah, then, they I haven't been there. able to I let it go. That. Oh, you were at Philly? When, yeah. Uh, what was yeah. it like in that arena when everybody was booing The Rock? <laughs> it was pretty, that was pretty awesome. The that best moments I ever saw WWE-wise live, that was one of the best. So I went to the WrestleMania with Daniel Bryan where he won the titles. Oh, wow. That was awesome. WrestleMania yeah. 30? I've been to like four WrestleManias. Oh, that's that's cool. Um, yeah, I, and um, those are always really fun. But the big – that those two were two of probably the the best. I've, I saw the Undertaker streak broke at that WrestleMania too. That was awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, um, that was that same but, WrestleMania 30. So as loud yeah, as, as was, loud as it was for Daniel Bryan, how quiet was it when Undertaker won? What was the what was the vibe in the arena? It was definitely really quiet. It was it was really cool. I loved that. I thought that was awesome. I love anything like that that really matters because it's so few and far between where they actually try to make this shit matter. And I'm obviously a big fan of it, and I'll watch it for better or for worse to the, to an extent, but. Lately, it's just like, you know, I'm a big wrestling fan and I'm a big MMA fan. Mm-hmm. And I've really seen a shift in the drama. The drama is with the MMA stuff now. It's really? insane. Like the drama that drums up <laughs> on those big MMA shows, those big UFCs, there is really nothing that comes close to it in WWE unless it's like the biggest possible angle. Because they, they've found a way now with the UFC stuff to almost hearken – Harken it back to story-wise to like the best era of WWE, mm-hmm. and then you actually get the guys really fighting, which adds another element, obviously a big element. Right. But take all that aside, the, the, there's a couple personalities in the UFC, and it's almost like real late '90s WWF. You know, it's like yeah. it has this electricity to it, 
like when Conor McGregor fights, I mean, there's an electricity to that. That I mean, I'll go watch it places, and you just you don't get it with WWE. You don't get it unless it's WrestleMania at the very end or the biggest moment. Um, I, I don't know. I think that's why they're on top right now. Because it's, it's, it's straight up electrifying. Yeah, and, and really, I think a big part of it, too, is they have really good personalities now at UFC that can that can take that those you know narratives that they're creating and run with them. And I, it's kind of pulling a, a page out of the New Japan book in that the rivalries are about the sport, whereas I feel WWE kind of avoids the sports aspect of it. But when they do it, I think it's done really well. I don't know if you watched the Cruiserweight Classic this past summer. Yeah, I watched it. That was the best yeah. hour of television every week because it was treated like a sport, like it's its own little Olympic games, so to speak. I agree. And, and, and maybe maybe for me it's it's the fact that, I don't know, maybe it's just the fact, because, I, I mean, I've liked MMA now for a, couple, for, for a while, but I, I feel the aspect that it does help that it really is a sport where one man can die. You know, like it, it does. And now that they've pulled the story aspect as well, it's almost like the best of both worlds. It's almost like the thing that I wanted to see always. Mm-hmm. And to a lot of MMA fans, they actually hate that. They hate the whole character-driven aspect that's, that's arrived because it is a real sport with real consequences. But I don't know. I, I, I completely agree with you. WWE is best when it's presented that way with – you know, when it's presented as a great sport where there's this great, where there's a great rivalry. Agreed. You know, not just, yeah, for yeah, sure. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you 100%. So now, uh, you know, usually uh, a bunch of the guys I talk to, I wouldn't say usually, but, uh, you know, sometimes they're just WWK, so I'm glad we could talk a little bit of New Japan. New Japan has their yeah. big WrestleMania show. Essentially, it's called Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to be on January 4th. Uh, if you haven't watched New Japan, I recommend this is a great starting point. They're going to have English commentary. It's actually going to be airing on Access TV for the whole following month, like one an hour a show. But who do you think is going to win the main event? Do you think Kenny Omega will capture the IWGP title from Okada? I mean, probably. They they need to go with him, you know? I, I think mean, so, too. The match will be amazing. Yeah, dude, I, I'm, I'm really excited about that yeah i feel like uh you know the the more interesting ending would be kenny omega winning okada is great nothing against okada but i feel like he's kind of he's not he doesn't have the heat right now like he's not like kenny omega is the buzz, the most buzzed but they just did a, a poll a fan vote for mvp and it was like naito yeah. was number one kenny omega was number two yeah. shibata was number three and okada was number four yeah. by like a wide margin Naito's awesome too. They yeah. love Night. They love Naito down there in, in that whole that whole thing. Yeah, so, loves to go yeah the, the thing is, they book from a Japanese standpoint, though. So I totally understand that a lot of times Japanese guys go over. And but I mean, they they when you when they have somebody special, they know. I mean, yeah, they did it with Lesnar for a minute. Yeah, yeah, and they did it with AJ Styles immediately, and now they're doing Kenny Omega and. You know, they deal with the Bull Club, so I, I don't know. I, I'm happy either way. I think it's going to be an awesome match. The whole card seems awesome. I'm trying to figure out if I'm going to watch it live or not. I, I, yeah, there's no way I'm staying up that late. I'm definitely going to watch it the next day because uh, I want. Like, I feel like if I if I were to stay up, I would be like fighting the urge to sleep, and I wouldn't get to enjoy it. So I want I want to like focus on it. 
some of the other yeah, matches. Yeah, the problem with me is oh, that I'm addicted to the I'm addicted to that Dave Meltzer Wrestling Observer Radio man. Same so here. When I see that thing pop up, it's going to be hard not to listen to it. So I almost <laughs> have to stay in time. I got to stay in time with it like every day because if not, it to me it's like, dude, I'm I'm honestly living, breathing like obsessing over music and over my band and over this whole thing. So my only breath of fresh air in my own mind is wrestling and MMA. That's just like what I like is an interest. It's pretty much the only other thing that I think about at all. Yeah. So I feel it. I, I gotta, I gotta stay in tune. That's, that's funny. So like when you're on the road, uh, do you keep up with raw and SmackDown or you just kind of read results and, and listen to Meltzer's recap? I listen to all the podcasts more than anything. I definitely keep up with it, but there's nothing to keep up with really, to be honest. I watch the pay-per-views um, I, the, the raw shows. I mean, I have like an app I can watch it on. It's just it's long. It's kind of boring. So it really depends. But if there's anything important going on, I keep up with it. But yeah, I'm always listening to the. I mean, I got like a million podcasts about all the aforementioned stuff that I'm always listening to. So what are and, some uh, podcasts you like? What yeah, some, Meltzer. So you got Meltzer. What else? My, Flair is Flair is the best. Mm-hmm. Flair is the best. Like. Guy podcast. Um, I listen to a lot of MMA podcasts more than anything, but uh, Meltzer is mostly what I listen to for any information and news because nobody else has got the news. Meltzer's yeah. got the news. Everybody knows it, so I don't got time for none of that other stuff. Just Meltzer. He'll tell me what I need to know. <laughs> uh, speaking of, of, of it being real, you know, we mentioned Shibata briefly. I feel like he's bridging the gap between. Uh, MMA and pro wrestling in that I can't yeah. imagine his strikes being anything but real. <laughs> yeah. They and especially, look like they hurt. Yes. And he, Go ahead. Him and Ishii. Yes. Yeah. And also his headbutts. Like, I've never seen a guy give another guy a headbutt, and then the guy giving the headbutt is the one that's bleeding. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah, exactly. Shibata's out of his mind. I mean, these... Dude, these guys learn that stuff. These guys... Like, I've been training jiu-jitsu for... Um, about three years now, and dude, there's guys they 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 are good at it. Kyle O'Reilly's one at Daniel Bryan knows jujitsu too, but when yeah. they put on these shirts, that's why sometimes when I watch some of these WWE things where they're starting to try to do that, like when they do the Charlotte and the Sasha, and they're putting the like triangle chokes on and stuff, and it's just so wrong. I get everybody loves it, but it just it ain't real and it ain't right, and they don't know what the hell they're doing. But some of these, and that comes from that Japanese style because these guys coming up in that dojo, they all learned that stuff. I mean, Nakamura has fought many MMA fights. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, and, you know, there's, these guys know what they're doing, and that style all comes from martial arts and mixed martial arts, especially. Right. And that's kind of the new thing in 2016. I mean, Matt Riddle won, was a UFC fighter, too. He won four fights or whatever and got cut on a four-fight winning streak. He's the only guy to ever get cut on a winning streak. So He just crazy. loves the pot. The man loves his pot. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, let him smoke pot. Who cares? Like, Agreed. Why do people care? Matt Riddle is awesome. He had a great match with Jeff Cobb. I don't know if you watch uh, Lucha yeah. Underground. He's Montaza on there. Yeah. Those two are fucking yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, what I love is, like, I feel Dude, like... he's awesome. Yes, and he's a heavyweight. I feel like uh, with all this, like, cruiserweight stuff and, like, there, there, there's been a loss 
the the art of the heavyweight and the super heavyweight is kind of a lost art in wrestling right now. Like Doctor Death, Steve Williams. I don't know that might be before your time, but like these like big hoss yeah, dudes. Yeah, like like they like we need a return to that. One hundred percent. I mean, you I do like that, but you're not just seeing that in wrestling. That's the same deal in MMA. Look at the biggest star in MMA. It's Conor McGregor, who is a hundred mm. fights at one hundred and forty-five and one hundred and fifty-five pounds. Right. You know what I mean? There's, it's just kind of the development of the athlete, and people are really interested in seeing, obviously, athletes that can talk, and they don't really care what size they are. But at the same time, when Brock Lesnar walks in, when you have a guy who has all that wrapped up in one package, exactly, then, then it's even better. So I mean. That, that Lesnar-Goldberg thing, they're trying to do like a whole MMA thing with that, too. It's just hilarious. They did that whole like minute-long match or whatever. Yeah, what was um, your reaction when, when Brock lost in, in 30 seconds? Badass. My reaction is they're trying to do like a UFC thing. Even the way they were doing the commentary, mm-hmm. they were doing it like a UFC thing. So, I mean, that's kind of cool. I, I enjoy that. It's funny that they're finally doing that when they've like never wanted to do that. But... Uh, I thought it was awesome. They're going to have a match now again, and they'll do like the whole match. Dude, if they don't do something different, it's not going to be good. I mean, Goldberg is extremely old. Yeah. You know, but so what's he going to, what's Lesnar going to do? Like hurt him like bad? That's really the only option. Goldberg's a kickboxer, though. He's a good kick. He's, he's, by all accounts. He's my guy, right? Yeah, he with uh, Dwayne Ludwig, who is like the coach for tons of guys. He's the coach, uh, for TJ Dillashaw, he's like a really famous kickboxer slash MMA fighter. So uh, he he actually I don't know if Goldberg trains with him, but I know he has trained with him or he trained with him going up to this thing. So that's it's pretty cool. I like all the people don't really know all the martial arts influence in wrestling, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, all right, well we're we're approaching the end of uh, our time here. I wanted to ask you what are some of your uh, all time favorite matches or or moments in wrestling, like things you always go back to on the network. Or Damn, that's that's that's, that's really one. tough. Uh, I would say, let's just say WWE because it's easy to stick with WWE. Yes, yes. I'll say in the past couple years in WWE, the two best things when it came to story purposes, where everything kind of met up. There's been a lot of great matches. But the CM Punk John Cena thing was awesome. Yes, that uh, and that that was like really captivating. And then the whole Daniel Bryan storyline was extremely captivating. It's very hard for me to think of anything else story wise that's been really captivating other than those two things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. The Shield was really cool. That whole thing. Uh, other than that, I can't think of anything long term that like. There's been a lot of great matches, but. It's hard to think of anything long term that the story has been has felt like it actually mattered. Right. You know, even the Undertaker thing they were they messed up. So now, I would, actually, one one more thing kind of came into my mind. Like, uh, I really, you know, you said you're 23. That means you were born right as ECW was just getting off the ground. Were you able to watch any ECW? I've watched that stuff in the past. Like I've gone back and watched a lot of stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've gone back and watched a lot of stuff. Yeah, that. I mean, yeah, like that's sure. fun, and it really holds up. I have to say, I, I've been like on the network going like to 1995, mid 95 ECW, like when Cactus Jack was there, and just kind of watching episode by episode, and it's still really, really good, and like an awesome 
one hour television show if you're looking for a way to kill some time. <laughs> no, 100, 100%. I agree. I 100% agree. We got a lot of great stuff on the network. The network is awesome. Yeah. Um, the New Japan World thing is awesome, too. Agreed. Those are the two that you got to have, I feel. <laughs> Definitely. All right, Definitely. man. Jamie, I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for taking some time to talk pro wrestling with me. Thank you. The new album is forever. Thank you, man. It's out January 13th. We avoided any controversial quotes. <laughs> and, oh, I'm uh, ready for them anytime. Give them to me. <laughs> Bring them in the ring. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. I'm going to let you we'll go. Thanks it. a lot, man. All right. Thank you so much, man. Appreciate you. Thank you so much to Jamie and everyone at Roadrunner for making that cool interview happen. It's the end of the year. I thought I'd talk a little bit about my favorite matches of the year. It's kind of hard to come up with this list. Because it's hard to just remember how many matches happened, you know? The first match that comes in my head is the Ibushi-TJ Perkins match from the semifinals of the Cruiserweight Classic. In fact, that whole Cruiserweight Classic, I highly recommend. It's like 10 weeks, 10 hours of television. Go check it out. It was so good. So that was that was definitely one of the best matches. Then uh, one of my favorite matches was at the Royal Rumble, Dean Ambrose took on Kevin Owens in a hardcore match or like a table. I forgot what the stipulation was, but it was a great hardcore match. Those two delivered. And also there was a fatal four-way a few months later with Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Cesaro, and The Miz. That was the best fatal four-way I've seen in forever. So that was a great match. I thought Sasha and Charlotte had some good matches this year. My favorite, I think, has to be the Falls Count Anywhere match on Raw, where Sasha won. That was, in my opinion, the best of all of them. And in New Japan, my favorite match had to be Kenny Omega versus Naito uh, on one of the last days of the G1. Kenny Omega always delivers. I always watch Kenny Omega matches. I always watch Young Buck matches. I always watch Naito Sonata is, is one of the more impressive guys. Who I feel like they, they should really get some steam behind that guy. Maybe give him the never title. Shibata was amazing this year. Chris Hero really became my favorite wrestler of the year. Just because anytime I watched him have a match, it would be unreal. But the my favorite match of his, which you know I posted a few weeks back, was against Ishii in Revolution Pro Wrestling. Uh, and Nakamura versus Sami Zayn and NXT TakeOver Dallas was insane. Uh, Nakamura versus Joe was insane. Nakamura versus AJ Styles at the beginning of the year at Wrestle Kingdom was unreal. So much good wrestling. This has been one of the best years for wrestling, I feel, in a really, really long time. And I'm so excited to see where it's headed in the next year. And hopefully you will join me. What are some of your favorite matches of the year? I'd love to know. Please leave us a comment on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Squared Circle Pit. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Squared Circle Pit. No E in circle. We'll see you in 2017.